It don't matter what I try I just can't win and I don't know why There's a fork in every road I pick the wrong one and then I go American loser, yes I am Disenfranchised from everything well, I fall up and I fall down I was born. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to American Loser. It is the podcast that puts the spotlight firmly on second place. We are live at a shared universe podcast studio in Eatontown, New Jersey. Mike and Ming always taking great care of us. Uh, Kahuna is dead. Okay. <laughs> R.I.P. The Muppets yep. got him. It's, yeah. It's uh, an incident with Big Bird and uh, Bird and Ernie has gone south for him. He's being uh, he's physically accosted right now by uh, the Count. One slap. <laughs> But, yeah, maybe we should bring the count in for the for the season, you know. Oh, that would be perfect. Right. Well, this is the uh, your end of the month episode here. Um, there's still a chance for you to jump on over to uh, the Patreon for just five bucks a month. That's all we ask. That's a minimum donation. We go ahead and give you a bonus exclusive episode. And we just recorded that one, actually. So that'll be available by the time this one comes out, because this is the final Tuesday of the month of October. So the topic that we're going to do today is going to wrap up uh, our Halloween spook show kind of a vibe that we were going for here. And if you want to go ahead and jump on to the uh, exclusive Patreon stuff, First of all, you get the back catalog of all the other badass episodes we've done. Uh, the people who are members of that, the founding losers, we call them. Reviews are through the roof. Everybody seems to be loving what we're doing. We're very grateful for them because the money we make on that, I say money, the money we have on that pretty much breaks us even with costs for producing the show. So uh, we're very grateful for that. And the Tuesday show continues to be free because of the great people over at Patreon. So thank you for that. Um, if you guys don't know about the show already, my name's KP Burke. I was a stand-up comedian in New Jersey back when uh, that still existed. We had stand-up comedy in New Jersey. Exactly. Or and, anywhere. Uh, the deep baritone voice over there is uh, my dilf of a dad, Lawrence Patrick. How <laughs> Sorry are you? to step on your lines No, there, you're but, good, but... dude. <laughs> you're fine, man. Say hello to the people. Hello, people. How are you? We're, here we are in Eatontown, just a wonderful fall day, miserable gray sky, and <laughs> it's uh, really setting the tone for today's episode. Drinking a little Ross Brewing, actually. All right, Absolutely. my other side hustle that's finally launched and available in new jersey check us out if you want to you know if you got a place that you like doing craft beer at, let me know i'll come by and drop off samples i'm drinking the navisink ipa my sister fresh off parole enjoying a navisink ipa right i am yes and she's on parole not not for good behavior no it's uh, more of a jailbreak than a parole per <laughs> se tell people but, that <laughs> stop giving away my secrets carrie is the sideshow bob to kahuna's bart Ooh. simpson Ooh, accurate <laughs> i like it <laughs> time to die kahuna especially since i've been watching simpsons <laughs> well uh we also have another guest too i want to introduce real quickly uh a new member of the family if you will so uh my sister-in-law that's a weird thing to say and carrie's wife okay <laughs> yeah weird weird <laughs> sentence to say right there but uh uh, Nay, I'm sorry, Nee Parker. Um, now, Crystal Burke, welcome to the show. How are you, lady? I'm good. How are you? I'm very good. Um, you always, uh, you're very supportive of the show. I appreciate you. You always share links and stuff like that, usually when Carrie's on, not just because you like the show. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. But, we don't uh, know if that's coerced or whatever that is, but we thank you for that. <laughs> and some of us it. still aren't founding losers. Oh, okay. Oh, way to call me out. That's thank you. <laughs> I am the meanest girl. You know? we're, supposed to, we're supposed to do that though, right? <laughs> yep. That, well, Carrie uh, pointed Any out- Patreon has to call out non-Patreons. Right, right. That's true. If you are a Patreon member uh, of the show and you find someone else who likes the show, you let them know, I provide the show for you. Okay. You do nothing. You consume my content. Right, that's right. it. No, we You're love welcome. everybody that listens. <laughs> 
I think we're actually going to drum up some uh, the leech of loserdom. <laughs> we're going to drum up a little extra listenership here this month, I think, because this topic we picked out is a pretty popular topic. And uh, the reason why we want to have both Carrie and Crystal on is because you guys have been here before, correct? Yes. Correct. So numerous the, times, right? Couple times, a couple times. A couple times. times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's yeah, the most so recent time you were there? September. September. Interesting. We're going to be able to talk. Like a day. It it absolutely cracks me up because obviously the title of the episode is Salem Witch Trials. So everybody knows what we're going to be talking about here today. But it absolutely cracks me up that this horrible story we're about to tell is now a romantic vacation destination. <laughs> it's a tourist attraction. <laughs> it was a Oh, yeah. Let's stop. go see where we killed a lot of people. My uh, my friend Kira actually said it. She goes, uh, she goes, I don't understand why, but the idea of the witch trials turns her on. And I was like, yeah, you're, you're mentally ill, lady. I hate to tell you. But, okay. um, no, she's uh, uh, women are funny that way, too. It's uh, everyone's up there now. Uh, poor Tristan Vedrero has to go up there for his anniversary every year with his wife. Um, Tristan, who's been on the show a bunch of times, uh, his wife, Jacqueline, their anniversary, they always go up to Salem. And it's like I, the idea that it's now a vacation destination. I, I wonder what tragedy in our lifetime will become a, uh, you know, some sort of a destination, you know, wedding location. You know, it's a uh, come get married down at uh, Ground Zero or something. I'm like Jesus Christ, this is dark. Yeah. Used to be Niagara Falls. Now it's uh, the scene where we we hung a lot of women. Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> um, you go down to Dallas, right where um, JFK got shot, and you're just like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna we'll do a little pumpkin picking down yeah, here, <laughs> picking an amusement park. Well, uh, I want to go ahead and dive in on this one. So uh, we are uh, enjoying ourselves here today. We're doing it right. I got a nice warm feeling in my stomach from the IPA. So that's good. And uh, Carrie, I believe it was said best by 20th century poet Fred Durst. Um, <laughs> yes, out of Jacksonville originally. Um, but uh, he had a, a quote in one of his uh, earlier works um, that I think sums up the Salem Witch Trials. Uh, it's all about the he said, she said <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> it's accurate for this. Very yes. Accurate. Some historians uh, believe Durst was directly referencing the horrible incidents <laughs> that took place in a small town in 1692 known as Salem Village. Okay. Now, uh, I don't want to, I'll ask you or uh, Crystal, either one of you guys can tell me. So it, it's all Salem proper now, right? But it used to be Salem Town and Salem Village. Is that correct? From what I've read, yeah. Well, that's really where it started, though. That, well, it's not just Salem. That was part of the. Um, the times that uh, there was a Salem uh, town, and that was pretty much the harbor part of town where the uh. merchants and everything else was. And then there was the outlying farmers, which was Salem Village, and they were in attempts to split from Salem Town and become Salem Village and have two separate identities, two different churches. And there was a lot of things going on at the times that. Uh, were really troublesome to the the local inhabitants, if you will, or the original locals. Well, that's a uh, that's but a weird thing. There were also a couple other towns called uh, Andover and Topsfield that were also major contributors to this. Oh well, that it starts small, right, and it gets out of control in a goddamn hurry. I think everyone knows a little bit about the story. But that's why it's going to be a great uh, loser fodder because uh, we're going to get to do a deep dive on it today. But um, at the time, national news out of this little small town of uh, Salem Village here, uh, in retrospect, uh, a total tragedy, though, like within their own time frame, they kind of learned that it was a fucked up thing here. Uh, but nobody is laughing during the time because th the more distance you get away from something, the kind of funnier it gets. Crystal, you don't have the, the dark sense of humor my sister and I have, but you can laugh a little bit at this, right? <laughs> Just yes. the idea. Oh, she's a witch. Oh, it's <laughs> some of the trials and tribulations, if you will are pretty fascinating for this one. So um, we're going to try to 
not smirk at certain times during the show, but it is what it is. Uh, and we are going to be covering, indeed, the Salem witch trials. So it was a, a Puritan-based society. Uh, who were the Puritans, Dad? Uh, it was a religious uh, sect that uh, actually that is part of the, the struggle here, a major contributor to this whole uh, zeitgeist, if you will. Goddamn Larry Burke leaving his phone on. <laughs> Sorry. I'm sitting there. I was like, maybe it's Crystal, right? No, it's Apologies. Crystal's first time on the show and she knew not to do that. Apologies for the bing. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Um, a religious sect, if you yeah, will. Yeah, it's a religious a strict sect. background. A very strict background. A very... Uh, puritanical in their in their mindset as to um, everything is related back to God. Um, it's not just in Salem, Massachusetts, though. I mean, across across the globe, there's a lot of different things all well, across the globe. Of course, these are English colonists for the most part. But um, this whole uh, witchcraft craze has already rippled through Europe and it's gone back for hundreds of years that by this point, time 16 what are we 1692 um that's when already the initial things gonna happen yeah yeah there's there's already been tens of thousands of uh uh mostly women have been already executed over in europe with this whole witch thing that uh witching is considered that somebody's going to have special powers over others and those powers are, are given to them through the devil so there's uh, good versus evil and back and forth that um really is at odds yeah, or witches at are not a new idea here but uh, you were going to say care yeah um so back then though um that was part of it but it was also they deemed anyone who was acting a little bit out of normal to be you know witch well it's the absence Bewitched. of science they had to just find a way to pawn this off like it, it's hilarious because it really is um it, it gets downright funny when you start bringing doctors in and they start you know trying to have a uh, modern um takes on a lot of the stuff that they blame too really it's just mental illness that um you know we're understanding it now but back then they didn't have a way to explain that so it's a person who needed to like wash their hands 120 times or something like that anybody who had a maybe a bipolar thing or uh you know hypochon any of that stuff it was like oh he's got the devil in him that boy yeah, right. they, they would call that person a witch right any any malady was uh was because of the devil. The devil made me do it type of thing. But uh, back in the day when Flip Wilson was <laughs> doing his his whole thing. But even over in England now, like in, in 1689, so only a few years earlier, um, English rulers, uh, William and Mary, are starting a war with France. Uh, once again, England is at war with France. Only this one in the colonies at the time was known as King William's War. And it ravaged uh, upstate New York, Nova Scotia, Quebec. That whole New England area is, uh, you know, at war. Um, there's war with the Native Americans, with the with the Indians uh, in there. So things are not real, real smooth sailing. And then in the Salem Village itself, which is part of Massachusetts Bay Colony, um, there's a lot of refugees now that are finally like are coming in from throughout the county from far reaches and stuff. So now you got these foreigners that are coming into their God quaint damn. little village known as Salem. And as I said before, um, there's a lot of a lot a lot of politics involved with this whole thing as to who the there were. Salem was not just. Uh, people of the Puritan faith. Um, there's only about 600 people in, in the town, 
but the town is really divided into two main parts. Those who wanted to remain uh, separate from Salem Town, which was more the merchants in the village itself, and then Salem Village, which was pretty much the uh, the uh, the farmers and stuff. And the major family within the farmer attitude who wanted to set up their own uh, uh, faith-based community, if you will, were the Putnams. So the Putnams were the big uh, controlling family of the those who wanted to make it Salem Village and not Salem Town. It's like uh, when you have a, a town that names itself, uh, I think they call, uh, I don't want to shit on it, but the, they'll call it North Middletown in order to differentiate itself from uh, Union Beach and stuff like that. So it's kind of, it's a weird vibe. They always change the names and stuff or uh, uh, Point Pleasant versus Point Pleasant Beach. You know, there's always a little vibe there too, man. Or Wayne Valley High School versus Wayne Hills High School. Oh, yeah. No, no. Hills, what a fantastic place. Great schools, everything. Valley, not so much. Um, <laughs> no, not that huge of a difference. But I do want to get into just what everyday life was for like these people. Because, yes, there's the fear. There's a war that's been going on over there. So, you can't really trust. Um, you know, the, the, you don't know who's coming in. Is, are the French going to secretly land an army, you know, outside of Salem? Are we going to lose it to that? Are we going to have to send men off to war to fight for England? Indian raid. Uh, the Native uh, Americans are, uh, you know, there's a lot of a lot of shit going on over there. The idea that they could potentially still um, starve. You know what I mean? It's a, There's a lot going on. If you want to get a good idea of the zeitgeist of this, I thought a, a really good movie. Carrie, did you guys, Carrie or Chris, did you guys ever see the, it's known as The Fitch? Okay. So it's. Um, I th- think I started that one. Yeah. It's, it's slow. Um, yeah. But it really, what a brilliant movie that was. Um, but it was a. a absolutely fantastic so that was um uh it's the story about the 1600s time frame and it's a guy that gets cast out of the church and has to take his family and they live out on their own and then these things start happening to them in the woods oh yeah so that's a great new england um witch story if you which has a deep history here and again buries heavily from what we're about to talk about here today um religion is kind of the center of everything uh for the puritans one of the most important people in town would be the minister right that was a big deal you were you know it's um kind of a first of all a, a big to do in general because i mean the puritan church services were fucking long i mean that was a day of worship it wasn't a service it was a day of worship you know it's worse than the armenians it's a yeah <laughs> well at least they did theirs in english so I you two know. hours was bad yeah. <laughs> um but there's a lot going on uh, over here and again it's a puritan based society so even if things are good and you're not worried about the native americans or other wars breaking out there's still just the idea of this is a difficult life up yeah, in the morning very, on the job. Very difficult life. And um, it was very under very strict code of conduct, if you will, as to how you were supposed to behave and act and everything else. And if you were outside of that code of conduct, then you were uh, possessed by the devil. At what something. age would Carrie have been called a witch? Uh, <laughs> one? Yeah, maybe a little sooner. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, when yeah. I started saying yayo. And- <laughs> That's right. No, those right. were endearing. I was talking about when you started playing roller hockey. That's <laughs> Carrie would be the only girl playing roller hockey with me and uh, everybody else. But no, it's uh, so if you're outside the norm, you know, it was the had- slashing thing though with the roller hockey. <laughs> I think would set her apart. <laughs> it was uh, its reputation was earned in blood. But yeah, but I mean, the the point I'm trying to say is that um, the, in the in the village, or excuse me, in the town, Salem town. Again, there's a thriving economy with the with the uh, harbor and that kind of stuff, and that economy made a lot of too many people individualists. That that wasn't 
within the Puritan norm that you had to, everybody had to be like rubber stamped one right after the other. So this Putnam family now wants to separate from the village and start their own uh, thing in the village. So they want to split, they want to split and start their own congregation, if you will, outside of the, uh, the ways of the world of uh, Salem town. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of political divide within Salem town versus Salem village. Well, there's also, you have all that stuff going on here. And then there is that healthy fear of witches. So off the top of your head, anything that pops into your mind when you guys think of witches? Typically uh, there's the, the Sanderson sisters. <laughs> That's a, well, there's a lot of, um, <laughs> there's a lot going on with this whole witch thing, which is interesting because uh, Ming just brought it up here too. Obviously the, uh, the wicked witch um, of the West, you know, a classic. Um, but there's a lot going on just in the history to begin with, with all this. So there is a lot of common themes here. The idea being that a young girl, if she wanted to, um, if she was open to the temptations of the devil, she would sign her name uh, in his book. And then in return, like so your soul now belongs to the devil, right? And in return though, you get to have um, these powers in which you can use to hurt people or hurt the people that have hurt you. So uh, a temperamental uh, you know, teenage girl or something like that, who's just like, I hate everybody. Just, I'm just gonna sign my soul away to the devil. It would happen. Um, then there was the idea of a uh, black Philip, you know, being a goat that the, the devil would show up as a, a black goat and he would talk. Then there was, uh, I mean, we're going to get into all this stuff here too, which is not a new concept, which is in America also not exactly a new concept because Elizabeth Knapp, one of the, or the first recorded possession, demonic possession in American history, um, which we covered with uh, the great Jackie Byrne. So that's a loserception there. So go right. check that one out. Right. But and that was years before the whole Salem thing took place. Oh yeah. But yep. there were people who were alive during both of them. Right. As uh, you pointed out to me right. too. So there's a fear of this witch's thing, and that's nothing really new. But now the year is 1692, and this fear is going to come front and center for the folks of Salem Village. Again, we'll make sure to the peons over in Salem Village, if you will. But like we said earlier, religion is the center of everything. Uh, the most important guy in town um, would be like a minister. So uh, Salem's village had a, a minister by the name of Samuel Paris. Okay. Yeah. And again, this is where that whole Salem town, Salem village kind of a thing that the Putnams were part of Salem village and they wanted to split off. And, and uh, now once they got political control, they hire this new uh, reverend, Reverend Samuel Paris to come in and start their own meeting house. Uh, the congregation, about half the congregation are Putnams. Jesus. So, uh, you know, but they, even his appointment, though, caused problems. Yeah. And, and, and the way they they handled that, because typically uh, the sign of the time or at the time, if you were a minister, you would be given a place to stay the parsonage and you would be provided a uh, you know, small uh, salary and uh, firewood provisions. Right. right. Um, but the home was a uh, temporary thing. You were not given the parsonage. You were only a, a tenant of the parsonage. Uh. The, the, the parsonage actually belonged to the congregation where um, for the first time now, Reverend Paris comes in and he's given his own homestead, of will, if you will, his own house. And that didn't sit too well with a lot of the congregation. Got to sweeten the pot a little bit. Yeah, man. He's right. a man of God. We got to take right. care of him. Right. He's a first round draft pick. So That's I guess <laughs> yeah, you got to go for something big. But you have anything else on that character? Uh, yeah. So he was appointed after the first two ministers um, had a very short tenure. <laughs> yeah. So 
even before his problems started, there were other problems with these ministers. Yeah. Salem's not really, uh, it doesn't sound like a whole lot of things were going smooth for them around this time yeah. frame. It wasn't a, it wasn't a good uh, a good gig to, uh, to land as a minister in Salem because there was such a divided faction within within the congregation that uh, you could please you couldn't please everybody at the same time That's even if you tried <laughs> so, right well it's uh, worth noting too that uh, Samuel Paris is a he's a respected man of God right he's got a family and good standing in the town right um, and he's got a nine-year-old daughter right the nine-year-old daughter's name is Betty and uh, she's got this weird thing going on with her that's also now afflicting uh, Samuel Paris's 11-year-old niece named Abigail. And Abigail is also living with Paris at the time. Mm -hmm. So, um, and again, um, for the times, as a female, you really didn't have any rights whatsoever. You couldn't vote. You couldn't own anything. If you you were able to make any money by taking in wash or being uh, uh, a cook or something like that, all that money, uh, any reason. Uh, resources were given to your husband. If you didn't have a husband, you were pretty much person non grata that uh, you didn't have any rights. And then if As we're going to see in spades in a little bit. Right. So um, if there's not a male figure within your life as a female, uh, you had a very, very difficult time. And then um, the, the females were set to a higher standard, if you will, as to how to behave, how to act and everything else. And you didn't have any say in that. And you were being judged by the males. I mean, there wasn't it wasn't a jury of your peers. You were being judged by the, the male population. Yep. And it was uh, not an easy time to be alive in general, but definitely not a fun time to be a woman. OK, I think that's fair to say. You guys agree with that so far? A little bit. You sure? All right. <laughs> yeah. Let me know. We st- <laughs> yeah. Let me know. Little, we go astray. Yeah. <laughs> you should probably make my uh, my judgment for me, though, right? I mean, uh, Carrie, we tried. All right. <laughs> you took my haircut. You dressed like me. All right. You know, it's, uh, just by you saying that, by being outspoken like that, I might have to judge See? you as a witch. And See. As the male uh, father figure here, uh, you could be in trouble if you don't, you know, toe the line. She'll probably we'll call get into me a witch. Later, probably too. hang me out there. You know. <laughs> All right. We'll get into uh, some of the weird uh, ways of testing if someone was a witch, but I do want to just say oh, one off the top of my head that always cracked she me the fuck up. You do? Oh, yeah. All right. Well, um, I'll tell you what. Let's set you up for success, Crystal. What do you got? Ways to test if someone's a witch. Um, they would take rye flour and their urine and make it into a cake. The cues is urine. Make it into a cake. And piss then, cake. Got it. Urinal then cake. feed got it, it to the dog. Feed, so, hang on. <laughs> feed your piss dog, to the dog. Yeah. So then if the dog started acting weird, the dog was a witch. And the person was a witch. That's a true story. Oh, boy. Yeah, it was a but witch cake. That's how they thought this all started was the rye flour because there was a, they thought there was this one called it was a fungus. Got, yeah, it was like a yeah. fungus that mm-hmm. came actually from the rye flower. So that's how they actually thought that this all started. Yeah, essentially, it's a, a because you can have, um, you know, a, a, whatever. I've said it on the show, but I, I, I like doing mushrooms. It's a very fun time. I do it like once. <laughs> I try to do it like once a year. But um, following, I stay away from the fungus. Essentially, um, essentially, what that is, is mushrooms is just you getting a case of very happy yeah. uh, food poisoning. That's really all it is. So, um I think that's kind of what would have happened with them. So this uh, fungus that was growing on the rye 
uh, probably is what gave some of these girls um, some of their fits and hallucinations and stuff There's like fungus that. Fungus among us. But we're going to get into that in a second. I, uh, my father pulled out his thing. Uh, I want to. I'm going to set you up for success at the end of the episode for that. But okay. I just want to pick crystals. So fascinating, by the way. I didn't know anything about a piss rye cake <laughs> yes. for the dog. Yeah, it was you called know. a witch cake. Yes. Jesus. Yep. <laughs> you know. But that's how you could test it because if uh, well, we'll go we'll go into that down Wait the road. A but she just made me bread yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Did she make some for Stella or no? Was it extra salty? <laughs> it was actually. Hey, this cake tastes like piss. I'm gonna roll away now. <laughs> Does it? Oh no. Why are you talking, dog? Um, but uh, again, so it's nine-year-old daughter Betty of the uh, the town minister, and eleven-year-old niece Abigail start acting peculiar. These girls are experiencing. Uh, shouting fits. Um, they're seeing things. They're, they're speaking like they're delusional, you know, uh, odd contortions moving around, kind of mimicking these weird spots, uh, screaming outbursts, no real logical reason. They can't seem to tell what's going on with it. And the fits are going to get bad enough that the two girls were seen uh, by another important person in town, the town doctor. Village doctor is going to come in here. The uh, Salem village doctor is a guy by the name of Dr. William Griggs. And Griggs is a man of science. He's a physician's physician, if you will, Dad. Yeah, right. He takes a good long look at the girls, uh, the terrified parents looking on in horror as the fits continue with little to no rhyme or reason. Griggs does a deep and thorough analysis of the situation and comes to the logical conclusion that the fits and manic episodes and more can only be attributed to one thing. Goddamn witches. <laughs> Horrible. Yep. So he goes, uh, literally, I've, I've seen that meme before where it's like, I mean, this, come on, we're, we're talking modern medicine doesn't even really have this all figured out to a degree. But just back then, like, oh, yeah, uh, I, I just, he literally diagnosed them with bewitchment. That's a true thing. Like, just imagine like, oh, so you are under the power of a witch. Yeah, that was uh, the medical diagnosis. Yeah. yeah so uh, are, are you getting enough uh, vitamin C? Maybe if you want potassium to help with the cramps, the witching thing. I don't know what to do about That's that. That's in the medical dictionary, right? That's, well, can you imagine what the, what would be the prescription drug you would give a witch? You know, like. Not mushrooms. Yeah, witch a pro. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, now as soon as the word spreads around town that uh, not just anyone, but the minister's daughter and niece are now, quote, bewitched. Uh, people start getting a little nervous, Dad. Yeah, and then these two kids. I mean, first off, your minister, who's uh, contentious right there, that half the half the congregation refused to pay their taxes because their taxes were paying for the minister's salary, and the Putnams were the ones that were responsible for giving them the house. So we're not paying our taxes. So I mean, the original one percent. There's tax a whole argument. there's a whole big thing going on in town over the, over this guy. So Paris is not sitting sitting back comfortable in his new digs and um the niece because she's an orphan that's looked down upon because you're you know you're not part of the uh the the picture that's supposed to be painted as to what normalcy is that mm -hmm. a normal know, if, family you're right if your if your mother and father are already dead uh there's something wrong there was that a sign from god or from the devil uh, as far as that's concerned yeah, but we're adopted yeah i was gonna <laughs> so say what does that say about you dad <laughs> yeah what can i say <laughs> what can i say you worship the devil i i do mm. i do catholics <laughs> no, that's the wizard. <laughs> the wizard and the pointy hat. There you go. But these guys aren't big on Catholics. They're um, the no, no, Puritan no, faith no. is a, was, a strict. That was, that was another thing. Um, but these these are these are two young girls, and at the time too, uh, this whole idea about prophecy and fortune telling throughout all of New England 
is really big at this particular time frame. It's, it's kind of like a, especially popular among um, young girls. And they didn't have any entertainment. And the Reverend Paris was known for scolding these kids for even going outside and playing. That playing was thought as being, uh, you know, it's idle time and that's the devil's workshop kind of a thing that uh, you can't be having any of that. So, um, you know, these two young girls didn't have a whole lot of uh, uh, fun time at all. I'm bored. What do you want to do? We could either make, we could macrame something, maybe do a craft, maybe a photo collage, or we could pledge our souls to the devil. And some of this prophecy and fortune telling kind of a thing was known as white magic, which is, it's like fun kind of thing, but it's not really to be taken too seriously. Um, but, uh, um, you know, they they were known for um, performing these, uh, going off with some other girls from the neighborhood, I guess, and, and doing some of this fortune telling and that kind of stuff. It's just, you know, young, young girls uh, trying to entertain themselves because there's nothing else to do. And they were also outside of town. They're in that village part of, of Salem. So, um, you know, there's, they're not going to go into town and uh, – Go uh, play on the boardwalk or uh, go to the movies nope. or whatever. So. This is all well before Netflix. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So, got to sit there and figure your stuff out, man. But but now they're they're diagnosed by the Salem uh, physician um, that uh, yeah they're they're bewitched. Uh, so now how we're we going to figure that one out? Um, uh, now unknown to uh, Reverend Paris, the next door neighbor, this Mary Sibley. Uh, orders uh, her to uh, orders um, the Paris slave. Now, Reverend Paris had a, a slave that he purchased in Barbados. So she's a black woman. So that's even lower down on the, the social scale that she's a slave, she's black, and she's a woman. Uh, I'm curious. She, I, I know the correct pronunciation of the name. Let's see how you do it, uh, old Dumont. What's that? What are you going to say? Her name. The slave's uh, name. Let's see if you can pronounce it right. He, and he's been to Tituba. Tituba. Okay. Yeah. So it's a. Uh, I was waiting to be like Tit Bubba was a. Uh, <laughs> Tituba. So we're just gonna call her Tit the rest of the time. Yeah. Titty, yeah. <laughs> titty, titty, titty for, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I want to just preface one thing here too, though. So um, again, now the, these you have this diagnosis of bewitchment here, and people are getting very nervous. Right. So now they're going to have to do some uh, some investigation on this, and this is where. Uh, Crystal's whole thing with the with the witch cake comes in. So a next door neighbor, it wasn't even the the dad, you know, the reverend or the the doctor or anything else, but just some nosy busybody neighbor. Um, Urkel uh, <laughs> uh, orders uh, Tatuba and her husband John Indian to bake a witch cake, which again was this rye flour and the girl's urine and then they feed it to the dog and then- uh, The worst Baskin Robbins flavor of uh, all, if you ask me. Right? <laughs> witch cake yeah. from Baskin Robbins, yeah. gross. Is that part of the jelly bean flavors? That's, that's really not tri the That's really jellies. not Cherry Garcia, is it? That's right? oof. <laughs> no, don't ruin Baskin Cherry Garcia. <laughs> Bernie Bott's 100 flavored jelly beans or whatever. <laughs> so, I mean, they're really trying to get these girls to, uh, to speak um, to, to you know, to, to admit that they were witches and that kind of stuff, and at first they're uh, they're really hesitant, but then uh, finally Betty uh, eventually speaks and names Tatuba 
and other girls um, um, spoke the name of uh, Sarah Osborne and uh, Sarah Good. Yeah, you want to talk about Kerry made a joke earlier about the Irish recycling first names in a family. Um, yeah. But I mean, there's, there's few a few too many Sarahs, few too many Johns right. in uh, old Puritan uh, Salem. But it's uh, this bewitchment thing. One thing that's kind of curious about this, too. So, like I said, life's tough to begin with, with the harshness of New England living. Uh, now, um, imagine this. Uh, is the village being targeted by witchcraft now? Is there something? Is, is it from someone else? Is it coming from within the town? It's that scary moment in Scream when you realize the phone call is coming from inside the house. You know, uh, how many other people are under control of the witches? Are there multiple witches? Uh, who is is someone a witch right now that we don't even know about? You know, and you don't know. There's a lot of questions. here, So that adds to kind of the uh, paranoia and the uh, it, what's going to blow up into, you know, uh, absolute sensational hysteria right is all going on slowly here oh yeah and, and, pre and preceding this too we also had a small a smallpox um um episode so there was a lot of people felt that that was god's way of punishing the town for not leading this the the proper puritan life that god is oh, not yeah. going to punish you with smallpox and that was brought on by uh, a witch that mm -hmm. uh, infected the or brought on the smallpox well, uh, um, but then now these two women that are named, the Sarah Osborne and Sarah Good, um, they're now starting to fit the picture. Um, they're elderly women. Um, the one Sarah Osborne had not been gone to church in over a year. And to the Puritans, poor church attendance is a sin. Yep. So, you know, she's a prime candidate for being a witch. She also uh, remarried to an indentured servant. So that doesn't help her case. Right. No. And then uh, Sarah Good was a homeless woman because her, her husband died. So she's homeless and she would just go around town begging from uh, door to door. So And she's elderly. Again, right. And she's elderly. Again, an elderly woman. So these are all outcasts of society. So Yeah, you pin it on the, the weird people. Right, right. A couple names uh, that you forgot um, that at that point when those – uh, Tituba, Sarah Good, and Sarah Osborne were arrested, uh, were also afflicted. In addition to Betty Paris and Abigail Williams, uh, were Elizabeth Hubbard and 12-year-old Ann Putnam Jr. Yeah, going to go ahead and throw a Putnam in there just yeah. for uh, oh, emphasis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there were, at that time, there were four girls technically afflicted by this bewitching. Well, it's interesting, too, because... Um, Again, like we said, modern scientists have kind of said that it was probably the fungus that was in there was making these fungus people act fungus. up. But then there's that it's kind of a weird thing to think about because um, you can't tell, you know, who's getting afflicted uh, by an actual hallucination and who is just kind of I see a lot of attention. These girls are getting a lot of attention over here. And, you know, uh, if you pretend like you're possessed by the devil, they don't make you do your chores that day. So it's kind of like fake and sick to stay home from school kind right, of a deal. Right. But it, that is kind of what it sounds like. And all you got to really do is, is thrash around on the floor and, and act like uh, like you're possessed. Ah! Right. <laughs> you get out of a lot of hard uh, chores. It's like a prank gone way too far. It, it pretty much is. Uh, it could be that uh, the other girls are seeking this attention uh, or let's also let's not be total skeptics here or it's the goddamn devil. Right. They're so. possessed. Uh, within a month or so after a string of more incidents, the village hysteria needed an answer. Who could it be? Who could possess the sort of magic that would fire up the entire town and put them into a frenzy? And uh, unfortunately, like you said, Dad, the Paris family slave, um, a Caribbean-born woman by the name of Tichuba, as we said earlier, she gets arrested Okay, for her suspected involvement as a witch. Uh, the other people that start getting arrested is the town beggar, like you said, and Sarah Good. And then the main culprit, the one that all the girls are saying, this is the one who did it. It's Sarah Osborne. She did it. 
it's like a just she's just a creepy woman. That's all it is. She wasn't right. popular. So nobody's probably Tichuba is probably the most popular um, person of the accused here because at least she had the the Paris family liked her. You know, but it, it was well, like the, the, the outcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, it was the society outcast that got blamed for stuff. Oh yeah, right. the, the one black woman and then the two uh, uh, crazy old spinsters. Right. Um, but Tituba was partially blamed because um, she would apparently entertain girls like Abigail Williams and Betty Paris with stories from Malleus uh, Maleficarum. Okay, sure. Uh, <laughs> tales okay. about sexual encounters with demons swaying the minds of men and fortune telling. Oh, yeah. The fortune yeah, telling was, thing was uh, big. So it was like black magic in print. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and she would also practice uh, fortune telling with the girls where they would crack an egg uh, into a glass of water and kind of thing. And, and whatever form was taken within that, um, she would be able to foretell their, their future. So it's like reading the coffee grounds at the bottom of the Turkish coffee cup. All right. There and you keep go. in mind, she's uh, Sorry, Armenian coffee cup. My uh, bad. My bad. Man, she, talked, she talked of uh, red rats and talking cats and tall men dressed in black. And uh, so she was- Halloween. I think initially with her confession, if you will, that uh, she was kind of thinking that, well, maybe if I confess to this whole thing, I'll I'll get off lightly. But uh, oh, definitely. <laughs> things things definitely took a her, turn uh, for a worse. All of her tricks, though, she would end by saying, call me now. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Pretty much Miss Cleo up in here. But. One nine hundred. But uh, yeah, the uh, again that that's an interesting thing here. So it's the three outcasts, like you just pointed out, Carrie. So that's it's definitely um, those are safe targets to to blame everything on. Because now it's like you don't know if you're actually having a bad time. You just want to blame it on so that guy looks suspicious. Or are these girls just like, all right, so the jig is up. With this getting a little serious now, we better find a scapegoat. And uh, <coughs> it's nuts, man. They're uh, Sarah Osborne, Sarah Good, and Tichuba get arrested. And uh, now that the law is involved, hearings are going to have to take place. And the witch trials in Salem are now officially underway. So in Puritan society, they would have a local magistrate, a.k.a. the sheriff, the judge, the jury, the executioner. Okay, kind of an all-in-one title, if you will. Um, were two fellows by the name of John Corwin and John Hathorne. Okay, they presided over the trials and watched often in horror as the girls testified against Tituba, Sarah Good, and Sarah Osborne. The testimonies would include grand displays of the girls having shouting fits reacting to terrors no one else in the room could see. Uh, Sarah Good and Sarah Osborne both denied their involvement and claimed the girls were experiencing lunacy. Unfortunately, like you said, Dad, Tichiba goes, oh, yeah, I do a little bit of the witchcraft, you know. <laughs> oh, the witch, that's nothing. That's nothing, darling. What do you say? Call me now. <laughs> but, yeah, so she admits to it. And you got to you figure, you know, again, this is what we were talking about. There's enough time has passed here where it's a little bit funny, where Sarah Osborne and Sarah Good are just sitting there like, no, we had nothing to do with this. And then Tichiba's like, oh, yeah, I do a little bit of that. And you had to see probably the look on Sarah Good's face, like, is this fucking bitch serious right now? <laughs> All right, you can't be admitting this stuff. But uh, yeah, you know, just a little side note too that uh, uh, two of the uh, magistrates that were uh, appointed to this whole, because they were going to be uh, judge and jury mm-hmm. uh, and convictors, uh, the one John Hathorne, uh, he was the great grandfather of a famed writer. Nathaniel. Nathaniel Hawthorne. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nathaniel added a W to his name so that he wouldn't be associated with his great-grandfather that was part of this whole witch and trial thing. And change the pronunciation so. of it, too. Yeah, right. I like that that's, um, that that's all it takes to really distance yourselves. We're going to add a letter. So. <laughs> right. 
But well, they presided over those trials, like I said. They're watching our because these the girls are committed. All right, these girls are having their shit show in person, live in front of a crowd. Almost, it's a uh, you know probably a pretty good day for them to be quite honest. But uh, Tichibu admits to it. Many people, as you kind of alluded to earlier, Dad, feel like Tichibu was probably scared into this or possibly was misguided into thinking she would get a less stern punishment if she admitted it and worked as like a cooperative witness kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. So that's not how it went down, though. Uh, Tichiba not only implicated herself, she also said publicly that I do a little bit of the witchcraft. And, uh, you know, also there's a lot of other witches out there, too, you know, and uh, not just the ones that you guys are accusing right now. There's other witches among you kind of a thing. Like, of course, everyone like it's almost like she didn't understand the fear of it because they have like the little bit, maybe like a Santeria kind of vibe with some of the cool stuff that was going on in Haiti and everything. But um, it was, she doesn't have a fear of it because she's not coming from the Puritan world of it, where the Puritan's like, evil, evil has one kind of a thing. And she's like, oh, yeah, we do a little bit of this. It's kind of like little superstitious stuff, having an evil eye on you. You know what I mean? Or uh, almost like a good luck thing, like a shoe, you know, a horseshoe or something like that. It's, she doesn't have the fear of it. So she admits to it, like, oh, yeah, cool. What do you guys say? It's almost like she was saying, um, if it was very straight, she was almost like saying like, oh, yeah, of course I have sex before marriage. What are you guys talking? Do you guys don't do that? Like, that's <laughs> and th- now they're just saying like, can you believe she said this? So yeah. she really set herself up for a big fall on this one. But uh, thanks a lot, Tichuba. Now all of Massachusetts is scared shitless. So she's sitting there like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of witches out there, you know, and we think witches are evil. We think they're out to get us. Right. That's what the Puritans are coming after here. But her thing was like, no, there's a little bit of witchcraft and everything. That's witchcraft is almost like science to a degree. You yeah, know? we're we're overrun with them though. They're everywhere. Oh yeah. Well, the the fun and the rumors. Uh, it's it's going to end pretty abruptly here. People are nervous. On the one hand, you have the idea that Satan could be working against your entire village. Uh, the witches are indeed real, and you and your entire family are in danger. Or if you don't believe it and you're a skeptic. You still have to worry about whether or not you're going to be the next person that gets accused of witchcraft. And then you have to prove your own innocence. It's like that's such a weird thing when they you have to I'm not going to prove your falsehood. You know what I mean? If someone makes up something ridiculous about me, it's like that question. Um, uh, when did you stop beating your wife, sir? Right. Right. Yeah, you're like, I'm not answering that. You're fucking right. ridiculous. You still beat your wife as much as you used to. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> or when you're pulled over for drunk driving. Oh, please recite the alphabet backwards. I can't do that sober. That's right. Also true. That's right. <laughs> Well, but they're nervous now because this is getting very real. Uh, more accusations coming. Everybody that seems to be um, uh, coming forward, if you will, is naming other names. And there's yeah. like, and there's things going on. It's a hot potato game. That's just driving the anxiety level uh, right through the roof. Um, the, the Massachusetts Bay Colony Charter was just revoked by Charles II because back home in England, there's a whole big religious thing back and forth uh, with that to, to put it mildly. Again, there was this uh, smallpox outbreak. Uh, there's a constant fear of Indian attacks. So it's not, you know, nobody is just sitting back and chilling by the fireside at night. That There's there's uh, a huge amount of anxiety going on. Um and nobody really knows to their beliefs whether this is God's wrath or whether this is uh, witches or this is the, the devil or what's going on Definitely with, with all of this. You know? mm-hmm. These little 11-year-old girls running around controlling everything. Right. It's not a good time. Okay. It's not a good time. Uh, and these girls are, uh, again, it, let's say it is a hoax. Okay. And they just made the whole thing up. The entire town now is freaking out where they're like, oh, shit, we have to keep up with this. Otherwise, we're going to get in a lot of trouble. So it's almost like the if it is a lie, it's taking on a life of its own, much like the aforementioned Jacksonville Comedy Festival. So callbacks. But 
again, Massachusetts is scared shitless here. Uh, th- there's a lot going on, and uh, local courts are actually starting to get overwhelmed at this point, right, Dad? Yeah, it, it, there's one of the ways of kind of deflecting your own accusation is for you to accuse somebody else. So, uh, you know, I'm not a witch, but you know who really is a witch? Uh, those those three girls over there are those people, uh, and then, then we we're getting all kinds of people being accused. Um, and then in the the middle of March, uh, Ann Putnam again of the Putnam family. The she's Putnams, a tw- yes. she's a twelve year old, and she's accused uh, Martha Corey. Now up until now, a lot of these people have been like outside of uh, the outcasts of society, but now she accuses this Martha Corey. Uh, now, Martha is a regular churchgoer, uh, but she's not very popular in the community. Uh, she's outspoken. She's opinionated. So, again, she's an outspoken woman. Uh, we can't be having that. Plus, she's also mothered an illegitimate mulatto child who still lived with her and her second husband, Giles. Uh, so, you know, again, in spite of her great church attendance, she was a churchgoer where the other two women were not. Uh, her character made her a prime candidate for the charge of witchcraft. So everybody's taking uh, Ann Putnam, the twelve-year-old's word that yeah, 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 she, she, yeah, she's probably a witch too. You know that. Uh, <laughs> and we got Rebecca Nurse again. Now she's um, uh, she's really the opposite of what has been charged. Although she is a seventy-one-year-old woman. Uh, She's a kindly, generous woman. Uh, Ann Putnam, again, the same girl, testified that she saw her specter float into the room at night. So now we're bringing in a whole other realm of uh, uh, testimony, if you will. I'm seeing shit. (laughs) Right. I had this image, this specter image come to me in the night, and it was her image. So she's got to be a witch. Exactly. That's uh, it. Um, like I was saying, though, the local courts get overwhelmed pretty quickly here. They're not able to handle the new waves of accusations. It almost mimics the Me Too movement a little bit, where it started off, which is like, oh, wow, Harvey Weinstein's a real piece of shit. Oh, wow, Cosby's a terrible guy. That, uh, so this who, was the original Me Too movement? Sort of. It's, uh, it's It right. also serves as an allegory to McCarthyism, another little plug for uh, the Patreon. Everybody knows about McCarthy if you're uh, already a Patreon member of the show. But um, it's important to Me Too that uh, – Me Too. But um, – <laughs> But it's important to me as well that we do mention this because, again, it could be that these girls had a legit freak out hallucination from the rye and the, the fungus and everything like that. And then the other girls just started piling on. And then it turned into, well, let's blame so-and-so because I don't like her. Oh, that bitch. I can't stand her. Imagine the real housewives of Salem. Yeah. It's, a, <laughs> it's the mean girls. Exactly. It's the mean girls click. Yeah. The mean girls table in the cafeteria in middle school that uh, are <laughs> now accusing everybody. Instead of a burn. Well, it's a different kind of burn book for mean girls. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, it's not good here. Tichipa's not alone in admitting to the witchcraft. Other women are now also admitting, oh yeah, I do do a little bit of witchcraft on the side. You know, it's just a hobby. But they're, uh, they're coming forward and admitting to it, but they would also name names, if you will. So like, well, listen, if I admit to a little bit of witchcraft, then I can blame all of it on this other person that I hate. So you're just like, uh, oh yeah, my, uh, so it's, I got passed over for a promotion. So I'm going to go ahead and it's that line from uh, uh, American uh, Beauty. Where uh, Kevin Spacey tries to blackmail his boss for he goes, I'm going to say that you told me that uh, if I blow you, you won't fire me or something like that. <laughs> and so he, he made up a story to try to kind of come through on that thing. But 
Anyway, so you could use this and it would just be against somebody you didn't like. So if somebody was rude to you at church or something like that or uh, so-and-so, they, they skimped you on something, blah, 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 whatever. You just don't like the look of this person's face. Blame them of being a witch. Say, oh, yeah, I, anything evil I did, it wasn't my own doing. You know, what a get-out-of-jail-free card that is. But the local courts are not able to handle all this stuff. So now the governor's got to get involved. Governor of the Massachusetts colony at the time is a guy by the name of William Phipps, P-H-I-P-S. Okay. Phipps, Mr. Phipps. So. He's going to have to set up a special court that's going to get to the bottom of the hysteria that is now spread throughout the entire colony. It is not just Salem anymore. There's neighboring right, right. towns, like Kerry said. Mm. I mean, it's the whole colony is getting up in arms here. And I'm sure other colonies are hearing about it, too. So there's a absolute hysteria. The growing cases and accusations are going to lead to true tragedy eventually here. Before we start getting into some of the sentences that got handed down, do you guys have anything else you want to say here? Because we got our first death is coming up. Yeah, there, so... A lot of people attribute witches to being women, but there were also men that were part of this whole trial and uh, mm -hmm. being accused, not necessarily witchcraft, but kind of of witchcraft or at the least- devil. Like, yeah. Animals too, believe it or not. Yeah, dogs. That's, yeah, right. dogs, yep. Does not shock me. It's cats, again, all right, just- <laughs> It sucks. I, I, I'm i 33 and I, the, my biggest red flag is if a girl uh, wants to go out on a date with me and also has a cat. And I was just like, I just can't do this. All right. So they're the devil. Well, animals, could be, animals could be the witch's helpers. Yeah. Uh, right. That was like their companions, if you will. Dogs, cats, that type of a thing. Oh, lonely old women and cats. It goes that far back. Huh? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, one person, John Proctor, was arrested just because of his objection to the whole trial and proceedings of everything. Oh, yeah. No, that was um, if you objected. Oh, we're, yeah, we're just going to arrest you now. In, that's what I was saying. The same thing with a lot of the Me Too stuff was you would hear that maybe Matt Damon um, got in, Matt Damon was getting in a lot more trouble for the Me Too movement because he criticized it um, or, or made a point about it rather than that he did anything wrong with women. There was no allegations against him. But the fact that he was like, oh, getting a little bit weird, kind of a, a witch hunt kind of a vibe here. And then they came down on him like crazy. So it's whoever stands up to the mob has to get struck down harder. Right. So it's almost like it's kind of it really is just just shut up and just let keep it your go. Head down. Let's keep your head down. Be a wet duck. Let that shit roll off your back. <laughs> so, but it's a little bit you know difficult to let things roll off your back when people start getting arrested. And now this court is going to hand down its first death sentence. But before we hit that, no, and it was and it too that again the whole politics involved that if you're in, at political odds with somebody. Uh, the best way to defeat your political rivalry is to accuse his wife of witchcraft. Mm -hmm. So that just puts a, a pox on on your your whole family. Type. And now you have to prove that you're not a witch. But how do you prove something that you can't? It's impossible. You know right. what I mean? It's a, a, almost a double negative. Right. Yeah, it was right. a way to prove that you're not a witch was the sink or swim kind of thing. That if you sink and essentially die, you're not a witch. But mm -hmm. if you float. Oh, you are a witch. Let's make you sink. They tied your finger to your toe. Do you know that part? No. Yeah. There was some goofy shit. They would tie your shit. finger to your toe and then put huh. you in there. If you float, you're a witch. Problem well, is- There'd be so the dunking tanks too. Yeah. yeah. yeah there's, there's quite a few tests that they would have, but the whole idea was that if you're accused of being a witch, you're guilty. Until proven innocent. Right. No. And there was no way you could really prove your innocence. Because if you're going into the yeah, court sink. and now the <laughs> judges are accusing you, not not just judging you, but they're actually 
uh, as the prosecuting attorneys, if you will. That's that's not a good thing either. Yeah, there was like a fancy term for this whole thing, the court of oyer and terminer. Right. Yeah, which uh, it's uh, to seek and to determine, I believe, is right. what uh, that statement. Right. meant. But it's uh, local courts are, uh, again, that, that that's that special court that gets set up by um, the governor, like you said, Kerry. And what's going to happen now is they actually have to hand down their first death sentence based off nothing other than the idea of spectral evidence. So you said a specter appearing to somebody. So some weird shit that you saw that can't be duplicated is now being used as enough evidence in order to determine that someone should be put to death. So this death sentence is going to come on down here. Uh, one guy that's very against this is a guy by the name of Cotton Mather, a very highly respected minister in the town. He's against it. He's not being, um, he's not like Proctor where he's, uh, you know, condemning the whole thing. But he's saying like, ah, I don't think we should be executing people uh, based off of spectral evidence. We should probably treat this like a regular crime. You know, maybe have some evidence, some ways of proving some, some shit. Hard, yeah, hard evidence would be nice here. By the way, Cotton Mather's father was Increase Mather. Right. Who uh, was- uh, Marshall Mather? Close. Uh, founded Harvard. <laughs> oh, it's Harvard that, president. Yeah. Absolutely. And he also spoke out against uh, how the spectral evidence should not be- uh, put into play here that we got to have something a little more reliable than uh, you know the devil made me do it you would think right so a Judas Priest album is what's setting all this off right but. right <laughs> well the first death sentence is going to come down here uh, it's going to have to come down uh, he wants more legit proof this Cotton Mather guy but they're kind of just the the town needs a scapegoat they're like who do we kill to get rid of the witch you know what I mean so yeah how do we how do we kill the plague of, of witches or, or witchery uh, by the end of May of uh, 1692, there's like over, like you said, Kev, the, the courts are overwhelmed. There's over two, around 200 people are jailed under the charges of witchcraft. So and not a big town, <laughs> not a big town. And you got 200 people in the surrounding area that are now being accused of uh, one in of three being a witches. <laughs> so that's that's not a good percentage. Well, the first one that's going to be scapegoated, if you will, there's going to be plenty of scapegoats here. The proverbial pound of flesh is soon to be served. And unfortunately, the victim of that one is going to be a woman by the name of Bridget Bishop. She is convicted and hung to death. Uh, I, you guys were talking before the show here. So they have a thing called Gallows Hill. Uh, there's two. There's two. Okay. Two places. Keep going. Um, so originally, they thought that um, a lot of these people were uh, hung on something called Gallows Hill. Makes sense. Right. <laughs> um, but... After further research and um, a lot of years, I think it was 2019, where they finally decided that the uh, potential actual location where people were hung were something called Proctor's Ledge. Proctor's Ledge. Got it. So interesting. Named after Proctor, I wonder. So, but uh, old Betsy <laughs> He's Bishop. He's smart sometimes. <laughs> yeah. He catches on. Old Betsy Bishop gets hung to death. All right, because of witchcraft and spectral evidence. That's what was enough to get rid of her. So she's donezo now. Okay. And yeah, no, she was hung because of spectral evidence. Correct. Um, there was uh, another, uh, really was a shocking accusation going, again, going back to Ann Putnam, the, the 12 year old. She, um, she accuses a male and not a female, uh, George Burroughs. Now, George Burroughs was the fluid. previous minister. Kerry mentioned before that there was a lot of uh, uh, short-term stays with some of the previous ministers before Paris showed up. Mm -hmm. uh, Burroughs, he had a very contentious uh, stay in Salem, too. And now Ann Putnam, 
uh, accuses George Burroughs of uh, being possessed. And, uh, you know, here, here now for the first time you have a, the minister. <laughs> I mean, you got a former minister in the town that is now in, in being accused of being in with the devil. Yeah, so it had to be the same was, thing. Like Bill Cosby did what? Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's a, a good analogy. Huxtable, um, you bastard. Uh, now, you said uh, Bridget Bishop was the first to be hung. And um, really, she was, uh, she did, they did supposedly find uh, poppets in her cellar. Now, what are poppets? Poppets supposedly were little dolls that you could stick pins in and, and afflict so people. So, voodoo with dolls. That. Yeah, so it's, it's basically a voodoo doll that they found in her basement. Now, whether this was trumped up evidence or what, whatever this was, but she, uh, she got her neck stretched on Gallows Hill that um, now that nowadays they're saying what we thought was Gallows Hill is really this, this Proctor's ledge, but uh, uh, she was the first to, to be hung. And then uh, we had some others that, uh, I mean, again, if you've got 200 people. I got some people, numbers for you. You got 200 people accused. Uh, there was a lot of people that uh, met an untimely uh, end. So, uh, Bridget Bishop gets hung to death. I believe that was in June. And she is one of six June. that get hung to death in June. Numbers are, are different from what I found here. So, what do you got? Uh, she was hung in June. Uh, five people were hung on July 19th. Maybe that's what you're thinking of. Rebecca Nurse, Sarah Good, Elizabeth Howe, Susanna Martin, and Sarah Wildes. Poor old Sarah Good. Just a, a, a nice little old lady minding her own business. Yeah. Yeah. What I thought was cool, though, you're right, Carol. I, I found uh, that there was like six people that were accused on that. And then after the trial, uh, spectral evidence was the key in the conviction of uh, four, of, it was five, four out of the five. The one accused who escaped the guilty verdict was Rebecca Nurse. However, when the jurors announced a not guilty uh, verdict in her case, the afflicted girls howled and thrashed about and rolled around on the floor. <laughs> With the commotion going on in the courtroom, the judges asked the jury to reconsider its decision. <laughs> and they said, oh, yeah, yeah. And she's guilty, too. So they hung her besides. Jesus. Now, it was a total shit show, man. And at first, the trials were very po not popular, but they were definitely um, the, the, they had support from the public because they're like, all right, we got to get to the bottom of this to figure. But the longer these things start going out and then. The numbers I had here, and it changes based off the things here, but um, I think they were killing like maybe on average five people a month throughout that summer. Mm. And then uh, I know yeah, they ended of. it in September. I think they upped the ante and they, uh, they had eight hangings in the month of September. Yep. It was okay. a big month. Yeah, well, it's end of season. You know what I mean? You gotta, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> got to get it in before Labor Day. Exactly. That's a, well, we still have the tourists here in town. <laughs> it's not good hanging weather, okay? Right. Um, hey, this I, is a little... Go ahead. Oh, maybe we're going to say the same thing. Not, that You say not good hanging weather. Uh, one person that died in September was uh, not hung. They were pressed to death. Well, that's... Not like cider. Yeah. <laughs> they well, were that's actually your boy... Um, uh, Giles Corey. Rock? Yeah, it's Giles, Giles Corey. Corey. So okay, his yeah. wife gets accused baselessly of witchcraft and uh, he refuses to even give um, a, a plea in his arraignment because he's like, you guys, are this is this fucking ridiculous. You know what I mean? This uh, complete lunacy here. And so he's an older guy. He's not a young guy. Um, and they press him to death. And uh, what is pressing to death, Carrie, for those that don't know? Uh, so the person's uh, laid down on their back and rocks are 
piled on top of the person's stomach and chest until they can essentially no longer breathe. They well, just, but they really die, or that. But they really die of the um, the crushing of essentially all their organs, bones. It oh, yeah. doesn't sound very pleasant. You, you, it's a man-made landslide. Like you sitting on my chest as a kid. That's <laughs> there. You go. But did just you think die? Of, yeah. Think about what you no, did I had to deserve to tap that. Out. That's <laughs> mom. That's my that, last breath, mom. That was the tap out. Was her getting mom involved? That was always like the tag team partner. Carrie just puts her hand out in wrestling, and all of a sudden, you know, mom Hogan's coming through. Dun, dun. Um, but yeah, so uh, unfortunately, Mr. Corey does die from being you know crushed, crushed to death, to death if right. you will. Now he was in in jail at the time. So he was accused. Ming he was just brought in up the jail. And then, I'm sorry. Ming brought up. They have the cause of death in there. Giles Corey yep. pressed to death. Yeah, so he's in jail. And then what I found was interesting that this pressing was illegal anywhere else in the English colonies mm-hmm. or in, even in England. Oh, it's a medieval this, form of torture. But this trial, they said, well, we're going to have we have to have this guy plead guilty or not guilty so that we can have a trial. And he refused that. And then so they piled these rocks on top, but he lasted for two days. Uh, yeah. Two days that he was, was the out there. That was the part about it. Yeah. And they, they would strip him down, put him, lay him outside, uh, you know, spread eagle face up, um, and then just pile rocks on top of the guy until eventually. One by one, too. It's not yeah, like, one by oh, one. we're just going to put a bunch of rocks on. They do it slowly. Yeah, because oh, he yeah. even asked to wait because he wasn't going to, yes. to um, admit Confess guilt or, or innocence. Just add weight. Yeah, it's good. Uh, they get the kids involved. The kids bring little pebbles. Sometimes they decorate right. them. You <laughs> yeah. know, stuff like that. But. Hey, well, I, I got I to gotta throw this one out, too, because I thought this was so, so cool. That one girl that uh, Sarah Good. Um, who was accused and then uh, was found not guilty and then they started jumping around and everything else. And um, at her at her hanging, there was a Reverend Nichols Noyes asked Sarah Good to confess. And her quote was, I am no more a witch than you are a wizard. And if you take away my life, God will give you blood to drink, was her reply to him. And then 25 years later, Reverend Noyes died of a hemorrhage choking on his own blood. Whoa. Oh, that's kind of creepy. <laughs> All right. That's pretty good. Right? I thought that was cool. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Not too far off here. Now, um, as we're attempting to land this plane now, because um, we are on the die, I do want to throw to you guys. I want to ask Carrie and Crystal about what it's like up there, what kind of stuff you can see. I want to oh. throw to you. For, there's no Jersey connection this week as far as I know, right? Not that I could find. Nope. Nope. Because we don't do shit like that here in we Jersey. We got okay? witches sitting here. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're connected. But uh, so people ask, like, well, when did the Salem witch trials end? Well, they didn't really. Um, it kind of just died out slowly. But the thing was, is that the governor got involved and got rid of that court. Right. That special court that was coming through. Well, he it kind of did end only because he got rid of the court. Um, because his wife was accused of right. being a witch. Right, when the so now wife. all of a sudden it's not okay. Uh, you know yeah. what? Th- th- we're, we're done. Yeah, right. That over. Court, uh, they really don't know what they're doing if my yeah. wife is being accused. Who was it? It was uh, then it was the, the chick who, um, there was some chick who was big on the Me Too movement and then she got accused of uh, everything and all of a sudden you stop seeing the hashtag anywhere. Right. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. I guess I guess a woman stopped it now. <laughs> but, well, there was a lot of different things that were taking place too. There was a lot of People that were going against the spectral evidence, uh, like you said before, um, and and 
some of the people that were accused, um, that Reverend George Burroughs, uh, one of the things that you could prove that you were not a witch or not possessed by the devil is that if you could recite the Lord's Prayer, and at his hanging, he recited the Lord's Prayer flawlessly, yet they still hung him. Yep. So people were saying, hey, wait a minute, you know, if, if that's the test that he's not a witch and he passed that test and yet you're still hanging him. And, you know, when this Giles Corey was pressed to death, uh, you know, and then they were never found any any evidence that he really was a witch or or possessed by the devil. You know, the public opinion really started to switch a little bit. And then when yep. the governor's wife is accused. So, uh, you know, the, the the fun's over. I mean, we already what was the total? I think 20 hangings. 20 hangings and 19, two dogs. 19 hangings, I think. <laughs> and that does not include the people that died in custody. I believe there yeah, were seven, yeah. right. seven that Including died in prison. Infants. That's so fucked up. <laughs> yep. it's, uh, it was a, a brutal, ugly kind of a thing. Definitely a black mark on history. Um, sorry, to me, uh, what's even worse about this is that uh, these people weren't actually um, deemed innocent for another 300 years. It wasn't until 2001, uh, the governor of Massachusetts finally pardoned everybody is like, this whole thing was BS. Uh, your names are now clear. It, which is important. A lot of the uh, the ancestors. Feel like, now, also, there was a financial compensation uh, that was visited on, um, like, I guess, one generation later that it was, uh, you'd be sitting there, you know, you're in Puritan society where you're like, oh, we got uh, money coming in from the harvest and this and uh you know, uh, I've been working a trade job. I want to have a small general store. And also I have all that. Um, my mother was a witch money coming in. So there's that. You can bang on that. But again, how sick is it that there had to be a some banker had to sit there and feel like, well, what's the appropriate amount of money we should give someone for killing their mother based off of which, you know, nonsense. Right. What's, what's a fair evidence. number? Right. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? Like, maybe I, it's like how going to a wedding. How much cake yeah. worth? How much are you giving them at the wedding? I want to like figure out what I should give. You know, <laughs> so, yeah. what's, a, what's your mother's life worth? Uh, so, the witch money coming through on that one. But uh, I'll tell you guys what, I'm pretty much out of shit on this. So, I'm going to actually throw to you real quick, LP. I know you got something. And I want to talk about these um the other witch trials that you had, the not trials, but the, the tests. The tests, yeah. yeah. Well, there was a couple of, uh, actually, there was uh, seven different tests that you could prove whether you're a witch or not. Uh, the swimming test, we already talked about, that uh, witches were dragged to the nearest body of water, uh, stripped of their undergarments, so now in Puritan society. I mean, that's like, holy cow, I can see your ankles. Well, <laughs> a whole lot more than your ankles. Um and then um, dropped into the water. And if the, the water would reject their body, in other words, they would float. Um, this was uh, this, which is spurned having uh, the sacrament of baptism. So if you weren't baptized, uh, you were a good potential of being a witch. So if you floated, you were a witch. If you sank to the bottom, you were probably innocent. Um, and supposedly you were supposed to have a rope tied around your waist. So if you did sink, you could pull you up pretty quick. But there was a lot of accidental. <laughs> oops. Oops. <laughs> My we, bad. We, we should have counted the three instead of ten. Turns out she wasn't a witch. <laughs> three Mississippis. There's a great Treehouse um, of Horror they did with that with the Simpsons where it was um, they were accusing everybody in the town of being a witch. And uh, I forget what it was, but uh, Lisa said something to give a little aggravation to Homer. And Homer just goes. 
she's a witch. <laughs> yeah. That's his own daughter. <laughs> uh, then there was the prayer test that if you could recite the Lord's Prayer, that, uh, you know, the devil wouldn't be able to do that. Um, and again, this George Burroughs uh, flawlessly recited the prayer at the gallows uh, before they executed him. So, you know, the performance was dismissed as a devil's trick. So, you know, win or lose, you're going to lose. Uh, there was a touch test um, that uh, the victim's uh, sorcery could be uh, a- accused by uh, they, they would blindfold people and then touch. And if the people stopped convulsing around uh uh, that meant that uh, you were the, the the witch that created that. The witch's cakes um, were also a bizarre form of counter magic. Uh, it was a super supernatural dessert. Now, does that count as a? I don't think that the the piss cake would be uh, vegan because that's an animal product. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> there you go. And you're taking the rye and a little and a little pea, and there you go. makes a makes a nice patty. But uh, that would be fed to a dog. Um, and animal helpers of witches uh, to fall under the spell. Um, so we could figure that out. Uh, witches marks was another way that um, a person, male or female, could be uh, stripped naked and looked for any peculiar signs or marks. Like a blemish, like a freckle, like Dimples? a birthmark. Uh, Dimples? <laughs> a zit. Oh, <laughs> man, I'm done. <laughs> so, um, you know, that... Uh, uh, a birthmark, a sore, uh, tattoo, uh, any of that could be. I'm uh, really done. Yeah, you're really done. <laughs> you're really done. We even talk about the part where you're gay yet. And then pricking and scratching tests, which is marks uh, suspected on the body. And then uh, uh, incantations, uh, incantations, I'm sorry, uh, where. Um, the girl would uh, go into uh, acting uh, um, out of control as as a controller, fit her a trance. So um, if you went into uh, a trance, uh, good chance you're it. I'm really done after these. Pretty much, actually, I've never seen you throw a shit fit in a while. So, you know, I thought. In a while. Yeah. In a while, right. You're getting better. You knew me as a child. And you, what you said, what you've seen, what you haven't seen is uh, uh-huh. still to be determined. Also true. we got to land this plane here shortly, though, because we have another show coming in. Okay. But uh, what else did you have, sir? Uh, that's pretty much it, other than, uh, uh, you know, so all the fun that was uh, that was taking place in, in Salem. And yeah, the world's worst area. how wasn't I spent my Salem. summer vacation essay for these guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, I started a mass hysteria in which a lot of people were hanged and lost their lives. Right. But now this was great. Like um, I said, worst prank ever. You guys go up there though. You, you were there in September, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. we were there last year too. Um, sorry, uh, we were there last year too. Actually, in September. Um, good time of year to go because it's a little cooler up there. Um, they're starting to get ready for their big Halloween uh, everything because they're big on Halloween up there. Uh, but you it's all their money miss, makers right but yep. you miss the giant crowds of people that come on like October 1st uh, because it's a big Halloween town uh, they have a statue up there uh, in honor of the show Bewitched um, I believe her name was Elizabeth yeah Elizabeth uh, Montgomery there you Montgomery. go thank you, thank thank you. you. <laughs> Ming for the save yeah <laughs> um, so, but it is a very cool town. Uh, the main street, you could just kind of walk down. Uh, their trolley tour is very informative. Um, things that you don't know already, 
they teach you. Uh, a lot of myths, I think, are dispelled on it because things that I even thought about the Salem witch trials were proved to be wrong. Uh, oh, a lot, a lot of people are. There's a lot of misconceptions. Right. right. Um, misinformation. There's ghost tours. It was also had a lot of uh, sites of uh, various movie sets and stuff that were that were used for. Uh, yeah, uh, the movie Hocus, um, Pocus. Hocus, Pocus Hocus Pocus was filmed there. Mm, right. Sarah Jessica Parker. Adam Sandler just had a, a movie on Netflix that was just filmed there. Huey recently. Halloween or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that. It's, um, it is a very cool town. It's very obviously historic. There's also the House of Seven Gables, uh, which was very cool to tour. I don't think you guys were able to tour that because no, of COVID. No, it was closed because of COVID, uh, but that which was, is another pox that the devil placed upon right, but the entire world. There's a lot of weird stuff that goes on there, too. That you, There's just a lot of history there, a lot of things you learn that you don't necessarily learn in school. Yeah. Um, but it is a very nice place. Again, I'm going to plug a, a, an eatery real quick. It's uh, called Gulu Gulu Cafe. <laughs> very good lattes, very good breakfast. <laughs> Sorry, I got into it. Um, they have a couple breweries there, too, if you're into that. Um, I recommend the ghost tours. Those are pretty cool. It's yeah, we hard did to argue with those. Right? Yeah, we did the night ghost tour this time around when we were driving through. I said to her, "I'm very big on. Uh, I don't ever want to own a house that's uh, more than ten years old because I'm convinced that it's just haunted." Uh, so I joked with her on the way up there. I was like, "How much do you want to bet every single house in this town is haunted?" Um, well, it's old enough, you know. And uh, again, the three most haunted cities in uh, the United States are uh, Savannah, Georgia, New Orleans, and St. Augustine, Florida. And Salem, Massachusetts. Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> there's some spooky shit up there for sure, but uh, yeah. the entire, I'm talking about those entire cities are haunted pretty much. Yeah, but even a lot of the residents up there seem to think that most, or if not all, the town is haunted Whatever to some keeps extent. the tourist money coming right. in, right? Yeah, that's true. As long as you can just, uh, you know, sell a couple of t-shirts, then I get it. Don't right. get me wrong. Um, the you camp- have a- you have a ghost tour, you're, you're in. I mean, that's... Right. <laughs> uh, there is a campground up there. Uh, Dad and I were just talking about it before the podcast that uh, one of the campsites in the campground was supposedly where someone was hung. So you can go camp. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily... <laughs> where someone was hung. The, the, what was pointed out to us, it was not necessarily one of the witches that were hung there, but there was an execution on this campground site and it turns out that the execution took place where the children's playground right. nice. so, yeah. he's, he, his point was that uh, you know sometimes the town fathers don't talk to one another <laughs> that uh, maybe they should have found out from the historical society that before you make a playground on top of where somebody was hung that <laughs> might not be a good idea uh build different everything should always be built on a uh, Indian burial grounds. That's how I right. like it. That's it. I'll tell you what, guys. I think that one wraps it up. I want to say thank you very much to Crystal for coming in. Kerry, uh, great job as always. Thank you. Lawrence Patrick, excellent work there. Ming, thank you for your patience as always, my friend. And uh, guys, if uh, you like the show, there's a couple of things you can do that would help us out. Uh, leaving us a written review over on iTunes really helps us out. Maybe, uh, you know, going ahead and throwing, give us a like on the old uh, American Loser Facebook page. Uh, American Loser Podcast over on Instagram has its own page. You can follow me at KP Burke Sucks over on Instagram. I don't do the Twitter thing. It's too mean. I don't like Twitter. It's very upsetting. It's my thing. Yeah, it's, uh, it is it is mean. It's like it was designed almost with you in mind. But uh, I can't stand Twitter, so I stay away from that. But having a lot of fun over on the old Facebook. Come see me do comedy live if it ever comes back. I don't know. I think I'm doing actually Halloween night. I'm performing at River Rock in Point Pleasant. Hmm. Yeah, so is it Point Pleasant or Brick? Don't matter. It's River Rock. I'm out there. Watch uh, slutty Halloween costumes where... Uh, Someone's going to be a slutty COVID patient. But 
Anyway, um, so we have a good time on this show, man. Uh, the other thing you can do for just five bucks a month, if you want to jump over, you know, get a little bit more serious with us, we'll give you a bonus episode every single month uh, over on the Patreon. And uh, this month they're getting Washington Irving, which we just covered, which is a fantastic episode. Everyone who subscribes seems to be happy with it. Just do it. Yep. So when people join up, they, and it's only five bucks a month. It's all massive. That's the price of one large cup of coffee from Dunkin' Donuts. In exchange, you get to help me keep doing the show for free on Tuesdays. This is all I have, guys. This is it. I can't this keep paying it. them anymore. It's either this <laughs> or I go to fucking, He's I, I got to start working excavation. I don't know what I'm going to do again. <laughs> there you go. But anyway, that being said, guys, uh, we had a great time in the show here. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. That was the Salem Witch Trials, American Losers. An American loser the day I was born. American loser the day I was born An American loser the day I was born